Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Got my gray-bearded co-host, Elliot, from Freelance Duck Hunting. Alongside me tonight, per usual, trying not to be smart, Alec, but it's not working, so... (laughs) You ready, Elliot? I'm ready to roll. Let's do it. Awesome. So our podcast topic for tonight is... (laughs) Our podcast topic for tonight is going to be um, dove hunting, so... Uh, you know, I would say that this is not a subject that either one of us are experts on. Um, so I guess, you know, take it for what it is. We definitely both enjoy dove hunting, but you know, it's a little off from our main waterfowl topic, but we know so many of you guys, um, consider dove hunting kind of the inaugural hunt to hunting season, the start of hunting season. Um, for almost every place across the country, it's September 4, 1st, September 1st, um, and, <laughs> you know, that gets everybody into the mode of, of duck hunting. So uh, what, what's your take on it, Elliot? It's kind of the kickoff to the fall, really, um, and I, it just starts everywhere. Everyone loves it because it's just like fall's here, hunting's here, smell of gunpowder, you know, shooting at rodents with wings. I mean, shooting at doves <laughs> and, uh, no, I, I love dove. Honestly, I have a, I like to joke about calling them rats with wings because compared to a waterfowl, that's kind of how I view them. Um, barely better than a the, Tweety bird, but that, that being said, <laughs> that being said, I, that's the way I started hunting. And I have very, very fond memories of my duck hunts. Um, when we were doing a lot of duck hunting, we used to do lots of, of dove, sorry, dove, we used to do lots of dove hunting and I've got lots of awesome memories. I've got videos my dad shot back when I was shoot 13, 14 years old. Definitely. And, they, and they're delicious. They really are very, very delicious birds. So yeah. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for dove hunting. Go, <laughs> I'm team dove hunting. Yeah. Real, real quick, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman, he sent me a super chat as well. So I guess I have to start my ticket fund in Nebraska now. So <laughs> 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 thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, but before, so that, that's our main topic, but before we get into that, you know, um, you know, a little bit of updates. So guys, I made a impromptu, I actually been looking for a motor for my duck boat for a while, but I made an impromptu trip. It was right after work on Friday. Literally I was looking on there and I found a sweet deal on a mud motor message to the guy, um, got him down, you know, from his original price quite a bit. And so I'm like, man, this is the one. And so I know joke, I messaged him, you know, got home, got home from work. And I told my wife, I'm like, all right, um, I think I'm going to pick up this mud motor in Ohio. So (laughs) I left right after dinner and I got back home at 2 a.m. So got uh, a sweet uh, 22 horse mud motor on the back of my duck boat right now. Haven't taken it out, but uh, I can't tell you how pumped I am to have that in my arsenal this year. I mean, whether it's hunting in Indiana or Michigan, I know there's so many places, so many opportunities 
that's going to bring um, for me hunting this year. How many times do you think, just guessing, how many hunts do you think you'll go on where you use that? You just had to guess. I don't know. It's just like uh, I'm <laughs> even hunts where I've like kayaked in the past, mm-hmm. like some of my late season goose hunts, all of those I would have took the boat instead of awesome. like we did stuff where like we, we took, uh, we accessed through farmland, drug kayaks, got to the edge and canoed across the river, you know, and it's like, no, we can go to the boat ramp instead of like, it would take us like, um, it would, it would take us like 40 minutes to canoe it, you know, from the launch, but in a boat, we're talking like, you know, it's definitely going to save us time. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Not only that, but it's just one of my, my, one of my things that I haven't done is we have a lot of, of big lakes in Indiana that are huntable, but like if you take from the boat launch, you literally just have to paddle forever around the edge of the lake, you know, and you, you wouldn't want to go in the deep water, especially in hunting season, like a canoe with all your gear and your dog. Um, so now having the boat, it's just going to, you know, open up a lot of, a lot of op- opportunities. So I'm so excited for it. Um, here shortly, hopefully I get out and start doing some scouting with it and everything. So when when do you think you're going to get it on the on the water for the first time? When did you Man. plan? You got to get that thing out. <laughs> I was hoping this weekend. So I was buying parts for it. Um, you know, it needed a new radiator. The um, throttle cable was rusted, so it was really really um, uh, sticky. Uh, I had to like change over the gas lines and everything from my old gas can. Um, so I think I have I think I have everything that I I could probably get it out this weekend. Um, but I'll just have to play it by ear because my wife is having to work. Um, so it's just, you know, I might, I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to take it out in the morning with my kid or if I should just, I probably should wait before I do that unless I can get somebody to go with me. Um, because I don't know if I just want my kid just sitting there by herself while I'm running the motor on her first time out in the boat, probably easier to you know, her inaugural boat, boat ride to be, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying inaugural today, but her first, her, <laughs> her first boat ride to be with somebody kind of holding her and easing her into it. So she didn't freak out. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe sometime this weekend in the evening, I'll be able to get it out. So I'm dying to, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see you use it and get video of it. And it's just such a wonderful tool to have. And you know, there may be some years you don't use it that much. It's just like adding one more piece, one more tool to your tool belt to, if a situation arises and you need it, you've got it. I mean, yep. we've had like with our boats, we've had some years where we only use it two or three times. We've had other years where we've used it 10, 15 times. It's just having, having different things at your disposal to get the job done when you need to is the main, is the main thing. And that's going to open a lot of doors for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little mud skipper. Um, that's the brand of it. So, I mean, it's definitely a discount uh, mud motor, but I think for what I do, and like you said, it's not like I go every hunt into the marsh, but the times I use it throughout the year is going to get me where I need to go. It's going to be able to go through anything. And it, I mean, it ain't no, you know, seven and a half thousand dollar gator tail, which are like some of the best of the best, but you know, I'd love to have one of those. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, but for what I do, this thing is going to get the job done. Um, a, a little fun, little mud motor to play with. So, Definitely well, you got an amazing price on it. I mean, you got an awesome deal. You got yeah. an awesome deal. Yeah, no, I shopped around and waited kind of all season. And when I found the one I wanted, you know. Yeah. Pulled the trigger and move on, right? Oh, yeah. Well, if you get it on if you get it on the water, you got to make sure you're taking pictures. <laughs> posting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, any other updates, Elliot? Well, I've been continuing to work on work with Georgie. I put out a couple of Georgie vlogs and and I I I'm really happy with where she's at. I'm really happy with where she's at. Um, that being said, I think I went off script a little bit from the retrievertrainer.com program and moved ahead a little bit fast. Um, and what, so what I've been working on now is basically land T, which is just, you know, she sits in the middle and I send her left, right, back, left, back, right. And she does awesome on hand signals. I mean, she is totally attentive to me. I, I am because she's such a high energy, high energy dog. And I'm sure you've seen the videos that she's fast and high energy, but she turn she can turn it off. And, and she, I just, man, the, I keep saying the only limitation to what this dog can do is her trainer, me. <laughs> I mean, but I, I'm to the point now where and my dad's done a lot of training and he thinks I could enter in a seasoned because uh, it's like um, started seasoned, finished mm-hmm. levels. And he's pretty sure that she could handle oh, yeah. seasoned. I think so and, too. And uh, I've never been to him. I don't know, but I- I'm super impressed where she's at. But I've had to go backwards on Lanty a little bit because the problem that I've had is that she's smart enough that she knows where the bumpers are. Even if I lay them out ahead of time and, I'm, and I've got a big enough yard, I can do it a couple different places. And I've actually gone to a couple different parks to try to vary it. But once she goes to each pile, she kind of gets an idea how many bumpers are in that pile. So I need to go back to just make her do lots of long straights all the time. Cause I went back and rewatched Freddie's video on this and um, I just didn't spend enough time in land T where I was making her go back all the way back all the way, then left and right. So what she'll do sometimes is I'm trying to send her back. She'll be like, no, I know where there's a bumper there on the left and she'll want to head on a straight line to that left bumper. Mm-hmm. And then I stop her, I bring her back and then maybe she'll do it a second time. I'll stop her. I'll bring it back. And then on the third one, then she'll go straight out. So I need to take a step back and really hit hard the land T exactly how Freddie King is showing it to straighten up her, her lines. But other than that, um, I've introduced her to gunfire. I've put her in several different situations where we just went on a pond and in the kayak and her behavior was perfect in the kayak where I would just kind of sit around for 10 minutes and I throw her a retrieve. I've started doing some duck calling. I mean, she's ready to go. She's ready. Um, and, and, and I, I, I really think, Next year, or the year after that, I'd like to do some trial stuff just to just to experience it. But oh, I'm yeah. convinced, like I said, her only limitation is me. But I'm trying to learn. I'm working hard, man. I'm working hard and and trying to do do good, do right by her, and to do right by Flatlander Kennels because I'm, yeah. you know, they deserve me with these videos to show what kind of dog that I truly have. And her dad will be a Hall of Fame dog before it's all said and done. He just will. He's on. He's on that way. He's the fastest, one of the most athletic dogs they've ever had at Flatlander Kennels. So, awesome. but I, I'm having way more fun than I remember back then when I was like, oh, I don't really. I wasn't into getting a dog because I just didn't feel it in my heart. <laughs> it's like those days are long gone. Yep. I'm yep. loving it. No, you're killing it too. You're doing a great job with her. So I can't wait. I, I've said this many times, but I can't wait to see her in season hunting with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, hunt number one, two, and three, whatever. It's like gun down. Uh, my focus is this dog. Uh, wow. That is my focus. I don't want to get out there and just, you know, start worrying about killing ducks. If I if I don't get to kill any ducks on the first couple hunts, that's fine. As long as I'm reinforcing what she's supposed to be doing and and taking the time to, if she makes mistakes, do some corrections and and so it's <laughs> the the first few videos are definitely going to be Georgie centered. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good. 
All right. Well, let's take a quick break here and um, have a quick word from our partners. Then we'll jump right back in to the podcast. Uh, so first off, I'd like to give a big thanks out to our par- partners, uh, Motion Duck Decoys. Um, guys, you guys have seen um, them on our channels last year. Elliot and I are both big fans of using the Motion Duck Decoy Spreader. Um, perfect solution for getting the ripples and the motion on the water on no wind days or any, any of your hunting days. Um, but they have two options. They have the ultimate decoy spreader, which has seven ducks or just the regular spreader that has four. It is a jerk rig on steroids. Um, you know, uh, one of the biggest concerns we have is getting enough motion that you can get the birds on the water and they do a better job than anybody with that definitely check them out um and check out a video of it if you don't believe just from the words like a video just shows how crazy the motion you get from them and how much ripples you can put across your spread uh so definitely check those guys out uh use code duckgun2020 for 10 percent off um of your motion duck decoy spreader well it's getting really close to season and so you need to dig down into that pocket and maybe make a couple more purchases of some off-season upgrades and some things i would suggest getting is if you don't have an a-frame first of all that needs to be top on your list and hdr innovations has an a-frame it also has a gun stand it's their most popular product and it's when you're sitting there in knee-deep water where do you put your gun where do you put the birds you know and having that gun stand to free your hands up makes a world of difference to your comfort. They also have a couple other products I'll leave for you to go and look at if you haven't already heard us talk about them before. It's the 10% product code is Duck Gun. That's Duck Space Gun with capital D and capital G. Um, American-made products and certainly worthy of you taking a look at their products. Awesome. like to give a big thanks out to Gunner Kennels as well. A longtime partner of the podcast, Ella and I both are big fans of having our duck dogs, and uh, Gunner Kennels is the perfect, perfect kennel to keep your dog safe from point A to point B. Um, they are freaking tanks, uh, double wall roto molded. That is their patent on that, um, and it's five star crash tested. Yes, just just look at the testimonials of car accidents, trucks flipped upside down, and the dog kennel still holding strong. Um, and our dogs are investments. We love our dog, but they are definitely investments in time and money. A lot of time and work we put into our duck dogs, and there's nothing better out than the Gunner Kennel for keeping your dog safe. So definitely check them out as well. Use code DuckGun10 for 10% off your purchase of a Gunner Kennel. All right, and also uh, Banded Avery GHG. If you go to Banded.com, you can access all of those companies. I know Jordan and I have our eyes on some stuff of their new line of, of gear that's really, really excited about. And of course their waders and duck decoys from GHG and, and Avery has a lot of actually dog training stuff as well. So go check out banded Avery and GHG at banded.com. Awesome. Also, we'd like to give out a big thanks to another one of our newest partners. Um, the finisher, Adrenaline. you can check those out online as well. Um, we've actually had Dave on our podcast before, and their product is perfect for finishing off your bird in a humane and decisive way. Uh, it's quick and painless for the bird. There's a small learning curve, just how to use it. You insert it in the back of the head and finish off the bird. You know, Gone are the days of whipping the bird around and struggling to wring its neck or using the Cajun crunch like a Neanderthal. Um, you know, you can just simply s- slip in the finisher in the back of their head. Uh, it is... Um, the best way to do it without 
um, putting the bird through undue pain, and it preserves it perfect for mounting or other other things like that. So uh, definitely check them out. Use code uh, DuckGun15 at checkout for 15% off uh, your next finisher. All righty. And lastly, big thanks to you guys, our listeners of the podcast, listeners of the live stream. We appreciate you guys tuning in week after week um, for some awesome podcast podcast content. Um, like we said before, guys, our, our episode for today is going to be all over dove hunting. So let's go ahead and jump on into it. Well, the first category we have is how much dove hunting do we do currently? So before Jordan and I do these podcasts, we sit down, we kind of come up with a kind of an order of things we want to go through and we kind of go down the list and just kind of talk about it. So, um, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing a dove hunt video from you. Do you do any dove hunting currently, Jordan? What's your, what's your situation status on that? Yeah, I do a little bit. Um, you know, I put, I put one out last season. I don't know if I've ever put one out before that. So I had one come out, um, last season. I mean, I think for me, it's just finding the spots and all that. I think we do have dove last year was a pretty bad year because all we have in Indiana, we don't really have a much for wheat fields and all that. So the majority of our dove hunting is going to be like cornfields. And last year, everything was super late for corn. Um, cause we had a super wet spring. So there wasn't any silage cut for like dove season till like later on into September. Um, because once it gets further on, we're just too in, into duck season to dove hunt for me. But, um, that first couple weeks on weeknights, I definitely like to get out and I shoot some, I, I'm not shooting limits. Um, maybe at some point I will, when I get the right places and get everything down, but that's my current status. I, I dove hunt at the beginning of the season a little bit. Not mm-hmm. a ton. Well, with me, it's really situational because I want when I hunt doves, I really want to be hunting over water, over ponds. They they go to the gravel, then they go to feed, and then um, the last hour and a half, two hours, hour and a half, two hours, then they go to the the fields or ponds. I mean, water, and and that's where I like to hunt them. And where I live now, I just don't have any place I know of that's good. And I any scouting that I'm going to go out and do is going to be to marshes for ducks. So. Um, if I, if I had the places that I have back in central Kansas, if I had them here, I would dove hunt every year, at least once or twice. Cause yeah. I love those places and they're super fun. I just don't have the places around here. And so, um, and that weekend before teal season, I, I normally, that's my scouting weekend. So I wish that I could do a little more dove hunting than I do, but my mind's at that point in the season is all about scouting and, mm-hmm. and figuring things out for duck hunting. So unfortunately that means I normally don't go out the last I've dove hunted two or three times in the last five years. I think only two times actually, but sometimes yeah. during seal season opener, we can get in a dove hunt. We've done that before where um, we go out central Kansas and hunt teal on Saturday or, and then, or maybe dove Friday night, then teal in the morning. We've done that before, but yeah. I just don't do it much currently. Yeah. I know like down South, like it's huge dove, dove hunting. You think about like, when you think about a dove hunting state, you think about like Texas um, and they just smash them. And, I, and I've seen some good videos from um, quack addicts. Um, they always put out a dove hunt video and they're in Kentucky. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I definitely want to figure out the till game, but I, like I said, I think it comes down to finding good places for me, and I just haven't done it yet. I know I've gone out on one draw hunt for Till, and we got a pretty good draw. We just didn't know what we were doing. And uh, we were sitting really close to um guy, literally next to him. And, like, I felt like every time 
that um, I was going to be shooting his birds. So we almost never shot. Um, and he was just over there, like, literally, this guy was like a sharpshooter. And I don't think he missed all day, but um, it was like in the first couple hours he limited out. So it was just some old guy that was probably shooting like a 410 or something, but he never missed. Um, so I know that you can shoot limits in Indiana. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying that, you know, sadly, I never have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dove can be hard to hit, man. They're, uh, yeah, like, they're quick. Yeah. They they dodge and they're they're quick. Yeah. So what is your what is your history, your dove hunting history? When's the first time you remember going on? Well, shoot, I mean, my duck hunting history isn't very long as well. So it was the second year. You know, I, I really didn't even know. I would say I wouldn't even know about dove hunting till the year after I duck hunted. So I duck hunted, then you kind of hear about it and. Um, so the year after that, I went to the draw and like, I mean, we had no idea what we were doing. Actually, I brought my buddy Taylor with me and we went to a draw. Like we didn't bring seats. Like we had no idea what we we're doing. So we literally just sat on the ground <laughs> it was in uh, a cut um, sunflower field, like in the rows. Everybody else is sitting on buckets and they have like water and food and snacks. We, we just had nothing. We had nothing. And like, um, I mean, I had no idea. Like, it's even like I was shooting like three and a half inch, like number twos or something stupid. Like, you can't even hit a dove with that. I had no idea at the point. <laughs> so, you know, come come a long way on that. But you know, I just thought that's what I use for for ducks and geese. Like, what's the difference? And obviously, there's a huge difference. So, uh, for any of you newbies out there, <laughs> that one's for yeah. you. I, the first, the first hunt I ever went on was a dove hunt. And we, like I said, we, my uncle is a farmer. And so he had a lot of farm ponds and he had a couple specifically that, that we always went to. And the best farm ponds we found are the ones that have mud uh, ringing the edges, not vegetation. The doves like to come in there and sit on the mud and, and, and get water. So my first hunting experience was dove hunting and all through high school, it was basically, we would go on two or three, maybe four dove hunts in September, then we would get into, um, turkey hunting in the, in the fall, mostly with a bow. Then we would go on the pheasant and quail opener and hunt prairie chicken. So that was kind of our hunt, our hunt calendar. So I, I've got quite a few dove hunts under my belt. It was a, it was a big part of our family tradition with my uncles and my cousins, and we would always meet and do that. And so it was definitely a big part of my, of our hunting culture. So, so it might have been uh, disingenuous at the beginning to say that you're not a dove expert. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I've got we've done a lot of dove hunting. So we've done a lot. Of you dove have hunting. a you have a lot of uh, of uh, information to give on it. With what the, with the way we did it, I didn't even know that people hunted crop fields for doves. It, we always hunted it around ponds every single time. And when I got uh, you know more around this area, um, I realized that most people do it out of sunflower fields or Milo fields or places like that. But, um, we always did it around water. So, I mean, you know, dove hunting is the kind of thing where it's not like a, a science like duck hunting is with the amount of know-how you really need. I mean, they're pretty habitual animals. They, they go to the same places to eat. They go to the same places to drink. They go to the same places along the roads to pick up gravel, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I, it's not, to me, it's not really like something you need a lot of information on other than finding them and finding places to hunt them. Yep. So, but I, I, yeah, I do have a 
a fairly rich history in hunting. It's just not in the last 20 years. It was all in the 90s and 80s and 90s that I was doing all my dove hunting. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, I guess to talk a little bit about where and when to dove hunt, how, where, and when. Any knowledge we have about how to go about doing it, where to do it, when to do it, whether it's mornings or nights, um, just yeah. general information. So, I mean, one thing you always hear, I, I would say, with dove hunting, um, at least I, I feel like, especially in our area, maybe it's not like this across the country, but you do hear a lot of people talking about public lands for duck hunting, public ran properties where they've done crops, sunflower seeds, that type of type of thing, um, where they've grown sunflowers, mowed them down, um, and then you sit in a row of sunflowers, uh, you know, sunflowers and hunt from there. So we have that in Indiana. I know they have similar stuff in like Kansas for that as well. Um, it's kind of a big thing. I think that type of hunting as far as mm -hmm. where you go. And then also beyond that, um, just natural farming. Um, if you can get in with a farmer, uh, the perfect, perfect place to look, I think is silage fields, which anybody who's a dairy farmer, they usually have a cornfield that they just cut right near the very end or the very end of, um, August, which puts you in perfect prime situation um, for dove hunting. So, if you know dairy farmers that use silage to feed their cows, um, then you know that's your perfect crop. Um, and the other one is obviously wheat. So, um, I don't know if there's any others beyond that. Those are the only two I'm aware of to look for, and that's the only two we have in my area um, that are good for dove at that time of the year. Um, and we have way more silage than wheat. Well, around here, people, if they're hunting fields, it's the sunflower fields that doves just love. And anytime they're going to plant them on public, that's what they're going to plant is sunflowers. So I don't know really what all other types of of um, fields they really like to go to. I think they like to go to the Milo, but I know that they just love the sunflower. So doves will typically, they'll they'll do four things. So they, they'll roost in the trees. They will go to feed, they will go to water, and they will go to somewhere where they can pick up small pieces of gravel. The gravel gets deposited down in their crop, and that's part of basically chewing up whatever seeds or plants that they're eating. And so in the afternoon, I know their cycle is, I can't remember whether they go to the roads first or the feed first. I can't remember which one it is, but they hit the ponds last. And then from the ponds, they go to their roost. So you can hunt them. If it's legal, you can road hunt them, which we haven't done. Um, but you know, you can walk up and down a ditch. I don't even sure how legal, if it's a dirt road, I think that that's legal in some places where, cause they sit on and they pick up gravel. You can find what uh, food plots they're eating in. You can find what water they're eating, or you can just wait and try to get them coming into roost. Um, that's a little bit later of a of a hunt because they don't come into roost till very dark. But all all of all of those places are, are places to target. But for me, I'm always just looking for those ponds with that. I said you need that mud ringing around the ponds. And some of you may have a different experience, but from my experience, if I, if I see a pond that it doesn't have bare mud or around the water, I I my I don't think it's going to be good for doves. Maybe my experience is just too limited, and and it can be. But that's kind of um, how, what my thought has always been from my personal experience, and I, I've never hunted them on on public land. Um, do you guys have any public fields where you're at, Jordan? Yeah, yeah. 
No, I mean, yeah, I've seen people shoot limits on public land here. So um, I think it depends on, like anything else, it depends on the crop growth. Um, we've had fields where they're just garbage, you know, where they're, they're state run and they just, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they didn't take good. And we have had years where they're great. And I mean, that goes down to, I mean, those are draw. So if you don't go around and scout, you're not going to know which, which fields grew well and which ones didn't. And you'll kind of mm-hmm. be blind to that. So, um, you know, as far as that, I think that's, you know, a, a good option. If you don't have any public land, you really want to go out and hunt, you know, why not? I only have experience with one public land hunt. I, I didn't actually hunt. I was out scouting for teal last year and this was in the evening and we, me and my friend drove by this public sunflower patch. And I'm telling you, I have never, ever seen more people packed into one little field in like a circle facing each other. And you remember those, there's like <laughs> cartoons they used to have on Looney Tunes, where it's like, there's one bird in the middle and there's like a whole circle of guys all shooting into that one bird in the middle. Yeah. I mean, no lie. I cannot believe that no one went to the hospital huh. because in fact, I think it would be fun that I, and I might just do this. If I, on the 1st of September, if I don't have school, just go to one of these public places and just film it because I cannot even begin to describe how close these people were sitting to each other. And so you'd get a dove that would just fly through the gauntlet and it's like guns just bam, bam, bam. And literally like 50 yards from each other, just shooting, you know, not straight into each other's face. But there had to be, I can't imagine that people weren't rained on. Because you can be out duck hunting and you can be rained on with shot. And you're like, well, that's a little close. But this was a whole different ball game. Like, I've never, it was like 50 guys in this tiny little field just jacking the shot at each other. It, I think it would make a really interesting opening day video because i know aiden actually goes he's been to these um public fields and hunted them before and he talks about the craziness i would make for a pretty interesting video yeah no i mean i think that that's how our 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 public land is but it was more like uh we're like 15 20 yards to the left or the right it's how close people see it but like it's it's not shooting at each other yeah this there's just anyone facing any which direction i couldn't believe it yeah i couldn't believe it it was crazy so what about motion? What do you think about motion with dove hunting? I don't have any experience using other than you playing Jack in <laughs> with me with dove decoys. I don't have any experience with that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think with dove spinners, it's, it's kind of like teal. It's like the more, the better. I mean, I've seen people run like, you know, he, like huge spreads um, with like six dove mojos. And honestly, I've, I think in the field, I mean, you hear the same with duck hunters in the field. I mean, we've heard the same from, like, uh, Ducklander Calls when it's come on. Like, you need a lot of spinners in a field, um, which I know that's going to rub you the wrong way, Elliot. But I really do think that people, the more spinners you have with doves is the better. And So I, do you I know mean, why? What, do you know why that that might rub me the wrong way? Have I articulated it to you? Um, because you don't like things that look cool. That look cool? <laughs> I don't know what it's <laughs> The reason I don't like that many spinners is because it takes, when you have that many artificial electronics going off, it ruins the environment of the place. So it's not like, it's just about aesthetics for me. If I'm sitting around and there's, you know, a vortex going off, duck hunting and eight spinners, it loses its natural feel to me and it it makes it a man-made feel. It's all, it's all about it. It's all about environmental aesthetics. And I guess I haven't. So if people want to do that, I'm not against other people doing it. 
right? Now, if I go out in a public marsh, I see someone using eight spinners, I may make a couple of jokes. But ultimately, <laughs> I'm not against other people doing it. I just don't like how it feels to have that many man-made electronic things whizzing around. It just – and I have attention issues as it as it as it is. It's just distracting yeah. and annoying. It'd be like someone humming in my ear. Even if yep. you can't hear it, it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Visually and aesthetically, it's annoying to me. Yeah. No, I get that. So I I'm not. I don't want to be an elitist about that. it, but. But on that first dove hunt that I went out, um, there was a guy next to me who had a bunch of spinners, and like I said, every little dove just kind of went right over to him, and he, I wasn't even shooting, and he's 15 yards to my right with all those spinners and just popping every single one. Is that where you got those spinners that you have? Those teal, those uh, dove spinners you stole them from that guy. No, I, I got them from Amazon, like most normal people. <laughs> so you, how many do you have? Uh, I just have two. Okay. All right. But I might upgrade to six just to make you mad. And that's the thing about dove spinners, too. I'm not ultimately against them. I just I don't want a bird that looks like a dove in my duck set. <laughs> I just don't want it there. I don't want it there. That's, I know it doesn't probably make a difference. And the thing about the hawk thing when is I come stupid. To hunt with you, that's all I'm bringing. Just six. I've been thinking about the whole thing about you know like, well, I saw it go a hawk go after it. Never saw the teal. That's such a stupid arguing point on my part because of course hawks go after teal. Of course they do. That's stupid. I just <laughs> I I just don't want dumb little ratty doves mode spinners in my awesome little. Teal or mallard decoys. That's that's why I'm here. This is my goal in life to help you articulate (laughs) your arguments better. (laughs) We all say some dumb things from time to time. It wasn't the hawk. I just don't like it. (laughs) Well, I was trying to flush out that theory about the hawk because the hawk went after the dove mojo, and I'd never seen him go after teal mojo. So maybe he could tell a difference. And if a hawk could tell a difference, maybe a a, a a duck can. But that doesn't make sense because we all know that hawks like to eat teal and ducks. So that was a stupid argument point. So what you're saying is when I come to Kansas, I can bring all six of my Dove Mojos? You only have two. If you want to bring them, I'm not going to stop you from bringing them. You can bring them and put them out. I just – they're not my preference. We all know that I put them out and you you literally said – now you cost fumble mitts his ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how serious was I though? That's the question. Yeah, you're pretty serious. I think you're pretty. Uh, yeah, you probably cost him the ducks because your ass was walking around in the set. Had no, to do it's because the they didn't decoy. That's what you said. I, I don't know. I don't record everything that I say. Stupid thing that comes out of my mouth. I don't. <laughs> Apparently, it meant a lot to you to remember it a year later, though. Yeah, I'm holding it against you. <laughs> you're crying. <laughs> He doesn't like my dub decoys. <laughs> hey, it made the cut in the video. Yeah. Your video or mine? I think all of the videos. All of them. Yeah, there's about 15 videos came out of that one hunt. <laughs> That's more than All the right, so getting a, the, the tail you're shot. derailing us here a little bit. So you, you believe that you've seen motion work with doves. I've never, ever hunted doves with motion, so I don't know. I guess I have no reason to believe that it doesn't work. So... Um, shot size, what, what do you got for shot size with doves? Um, definitely not number two. Um, you know, we're talking six plus six and smaller. Yeah. yeah. I, if I remember right, we were using seven and a half, eight lead, which you can still use lead, um, depending on where you are, but private certainly. So seven, you know, seven and a half, eight shot will do the job. Yeah, for sure. So, you know. Definitely the smaller, the better with those kind of birds. Yeah. They're tiny. 
Mm-hmm. Tiny and delicious little suckers. Um, safety tips. Safety tip. Well, if you're hunting anywhere like uh, what you're saying is don't shoot if you can see um, the <laughs> ground <laughs> in your barrel. Yeah. Um, safety tip. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just like any other, other hunting, you got to know what's, what you're aiming at and what, what is beyond it. Um, you know? Yeah. And I would say if you're in a field, you probably want to see if you can stay in a straight line around a pond. It can be a little bit difficult because like we used to hunt four guys and some of the ponds we hunted were, you could shoot across holding. They were small, small ponds. So as you spread out around a pond, you have to know your shooting lanes and be very, very careful. Um, because birds can cut in between people. And, and so it's just something you want to talk about. I'm sitting here, here's my shooting lane. Where's your shooting lane and just discuss it and, and be extremely careful and all, it never hurts anything to say, has everyone got their safety on? And some guys kind of feel like you're baby. And if you say it, but man, there's, you can never be too safe. So safety's on safety's off, you know, whatever. Um, and just make sure, you know, your spacing, make sure, you know, your shooting lanes, Make sure you know where you're not willing to shoot and just be careful. Oh, yeah. And the last thing we had on the list here is just that I, dove hunting is a fantastic place to take out little kids, non-hunters. Like if you have a girlfriend that doesn't hunt, take her out there. Um, I remember my mom used to come around for with us and come on some dove hunts and pick up the gun from time to time. And and as long as it's not too hot, because September can be extremely hot. But it's a, it's a great casual way to expose people to hunting yeah you know so if you're trying to get someone into the sport uh into the wing shooting sport at all it's a great time to do it mm-hmm. yeah i actually took and, my uh my nephew out with me last year doing that so like you said um it's warm it can be little quick hunts like um especially if you're not i mean if you're going out on a hardcore hunt like opening day and you're trying to shoot your limit and all that you know, maybe not that one, but it's so easy to do a weekend, a weeknight hunt and go out there for a couple hours and make sure they have a good experience. Like I said, warm, um, fun, you know, you're going to shoot a couple birds. Uh, so that, that always, you know, is a positive experience for them, opposed to going out for ducks when it's cold and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, a good introduction to hunting. Yeah. So if you can do it, man, get out there and get those birds and. They are delicious little things. So get the fall kicked off the right way. Yeah. I would say lastly, uh, you know, favorite way to, to eat them, duck poppers, or not duck poppers, dove poppers in this case. Um, yeah, Elliot, how about you? Um, my dad makes a way where he has like rice and cream of mushroom soup and kind of in a crock pot. And it's, oh, it's delicious. Just fantastic. So that would probably be it for me. Awesome. All righty. Well, I think that wraps it up on our introduction to dove hunting. Um, definitely a lot of fun. So I definitely, I'll say my goal is to shoot a limit. I, I want to shoot a limit of, of dove. Um, I don't know if it'll happen though. It's like I said, we, we don't quite get out as much for dove as we do for the duck season, but you know, uh, definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> I guess my goal would be to have some place around here. I know of that. If I feel like going, I can hop out to that. That's private. That would be, that would be my goal. Cause I would like to do a dove hunt or two a year. So I need to put out a little more effort on it. Awesome. All righty, fellas. Well, I think that's all we got for tonight's podcast. Thanks again for tuning in for another good one. Um, guys, we are one week closer T minus by the time this one comes out, we're going to be 
Uh, T-minus like 25 days, 26 days, 27, 27, doing the math right, 27 days till um, till season and uh, dove season, uh, depending on where you are across the country. So, uh, you know, hope you guys are pumped about it. I know we are. Um, last thing, guys, last thing, guys, before we completely tune out, um, I need to put a quick plug in here. So, as many of you guys know that are avid followers of the channel and the podcast, me and Matt from Hyper Sportsman are currently in a battle to the death. Not really. We got we got a bet though, and we are seeing who can make it to ten thousand subscribers first. Currently, currently, I am down. I actually did an update on one of the re- the recent podcasts, and I have made some headway, but I am currently down like three hundred and eighty seven subscribers. And I've done the math. We're both going to hit it sometime at the end of September, beginning of October. And I need your guys' help. If you guys jump over to Duck Gun Chronicles, hit that sub button so I can meet, beat Matt. Um, it is <laughs> – I'm pushing hard for it now. So um, calling on all of you guys to jump over there and hit that sub button. Matt, you're going down. <laughs>